It's to go time. Damn. Well, I thought we had something. I get the truth from my lord. We had a bit of good conversation. You do order for you some conversation pieces. I I got a good one for you. Okay, okay. So hit me with it. Yeah. So this was my least favorite part about the trilogy here. Fluff is good. Beautiful trilogy, but there's one small flaw. It was golden. Well, it's gold. It was until it's golden. A little bit. <laughs> um. So my issue would be, and what is it? The second episode when Santino D'Antonio. Uh, it comes by to redeem the marker that John gave him. And John's like, nah, man, I'm out of the game. And then Santino then proceeds to firebomb his house. Yeah. And then in... Where'd he go, where, where'd he go wrong for you? No, 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 that was fine. But then the third the third movie is where it went wrong for me. Because now John is pulling out the marker to Sophia. Oh, you think it's a little too hypocritical? I think it's a little hypocritical, yeah. He he's pulling out all the stops though. He did for for that third one. He was he went back and was like, "You owe me, I you know owe me." Santino did the same he, thing. He was cashing in and all the o- IOUs. Yeah, that's what it was. The second one was lesser for me. That I would back that one lost actually. I think the second one was basically a copy pasta of the first one. Okay, um, not saying that I didn't like it because I loved it, but. The second one, story-wise, was very similar to the first one. Right? As well, the story just continues right on through. But the second one, he is still on his rage fuel revenge tirade there. Re-impair? We're out. (laughs) I gotta say, too, one of my favorite things is how quickly they're able to get the ball rolling with this series. You know, with Rings of Power, it took like four episodes before yeah. they just got the story going. With John Wick, it's like, you kill the dog, you take the car, there's a movie for you. Yeah, there's no origin story to this guy. They just instantly were like, this man's wife died. And then you got some fucking punks that- Well, we got to see a little bit of a teaser for an origin story there in the third in the third movie. Yeah, more so story of where he came from. Yeah, but we'll get into that. We'll see if there's more that comes across because uh, there's supposed to be spinoffs and such. Yeah. Coming. So I think it's supposed to tell more about his character. Did you know that the first movie, how much do you think it grossed in the theaters, box office? Oof. You know, that's crazy because we've had some, some ones that are, are wild out there. We've had some billion dollar. We've had a lot of heavy, heavy hitters when it comes to movie releases recently. Right. Um, This was 2014. The first short amount, twenty fourteen. Yep, shortly after the Avengers. I'm guessing two fifty. Two fifty. Forty three million. What? Yeah. No. Forty three million. That seems small for me. The uh, second one. Yes. I'll break it down. Say a hundred. Hundred million. Ninety two million. Oh, that's close. And it and then the third one, one hundred and seventy one million. Just a big much. Yeah, each movie it just doubled its uh, its gross for the box office. Like it just kept climbing. Yeah, it's a beautiful trilogy, right? So the uh, they've got the same crew on it. They've got the writer uh, Derek Colstead and the director Chad 
Deheski. He was actually a professional stuntman, and like this was his premiere for directing and such. It was John Wick. Keanu, does he do all of his stunts? You didn't hear? Keanu does all of his own stunts. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> that was, that's one of the big points on like why Keanu's fucking lovable. I just like the his personality. Like, yeah. You know how you can see a little bit of each actor's personality when you're watching their movies? Uh, for example, now I don't I don't know The Rock too well. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of him. But the dude is cocky. <laughs> He's cocky. Uh, some people are bitter about that. I've seen a couple really? of actors come comedians now that they are doing stand-up and they're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> because he hasn't taken a single acting class. Yeah. Kind of thing. So he he's the the number one paid actor right now. Not a single acting class. Yeah. I want to stop you for a second because you were just talking about that. Does Keanu do his own stunts? Why he's so lovable? You can tell his character and stuff. Have you seen Inside Job? I think I have, but my memory sucks. All right, so they've got a Keanu cut in here, so I want you to see that and get your impression on this world quote. Uh, okay, throw it up on there. Round it up. <laughs> you get the gist of it. I don't think I have seen Inside Job. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch this. All right. Well, don't get your hopes up. Two seasons, and they just canceled it. Oh, classic. Right. Fucking Netflix. They, they're they kind of dropping the ball right now, if anybody's heard. So no. I want you to see that because he, he goes in and he's just like, hello, here's a lotus flower. I don't have these just naturally in my pocket. They just grow there. <laughs> Hands them out and talks about how everybody's such a beautiful soul and buys everyone a Tesla. And then he cuts to that scene and he's like, oh. <laughs> my, I gotta say my my favorite scenes from uh from Keanu in, in the John Wick series, like though are are the really short where, where he bar- barely says anything, but just like a couple words. Like where Santino D'Antonio he's like, I know you're thinking about killing me. How are you gonna do it? Is it with that belt? Is it with a weapon? And then Keanu just goes my hands. As everybody can tell, we're talking not just Keanu Reeves right now. We're talking about the John Wick Wikiverse, uh, breaking it down one through three. We're going to be talking later about chapter four, expected to come out in March, uh, along with a couple other times. So uh, just for anybody curious on where we're going with this, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, as you can tell, Go check it out. It's doubling its money each year. It's got the same writers and the director moving along. They they know what they're doing. It's got Keanu. And it's got Keanu. Like, He's the man. I hate that. that. Right. <laughs> so if a, mo- if a movie has Keanu in it, just like if it's got Henry Cavill in it, you bet. You better believe I'm watching that. It's like a blood of. I, I have to go. You got to go. He has a very Clint Eastwood-esque to him right there that he, it seems like he's trying because it cracks me up about how uh, stoic he is being. Yeah. I can really know who Keanu is kind of deal of, or you see him just interacting with society regularly. Yeah. But then he comes off. If you guys just would have fucking left him alone, him and his dog and his nice Mustang, 
Just leave him alone. He would have just been, he would have resorted back to regular king. <laughs> Let me hit you guys with a quick story summary. We'll talk about the first one. Sure. Uh, you'll fill in for me on what what we're missing. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary assassin John Wick retired from his violent career after marrying the love of his life. What's up with your voice? Well, again. Is that that's your narrator voice? That's my narrating voice. Okay, okay, I like it. Are we rolling with it? Uh, yeah, let's roll with it. Roll with it. Her sudden death leaves John in deep mourning when sadistic mobster Yosef Tarasov and his thugs steal John's prized car and kill the puppy that was a last gift from his wife. John unleashes the remorseless killing machine within and seeks vengeance. Meanwhile, Yosef's father... John's former colleague puts a huge bounty on John's head. That was solid. We're gonna do them all like that. One, like, oh man, like the way that they built up uh, John Wick as this badass assassin, it just does not disappoint. One scene in particular comes to mind. First word, legendary. Legendary, exactly, and that's legendary selling short. They they've they've got a couple of ways of defining him: legendary assassin, retired super assassin, super assassin, <laughs> super assassin. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes. So the very first movie, um, you know, okay, so you know the scene where Aurelio, the mechanic guy, yeah, uh, he strikes Yosef, mm-hmm. he just punched him in the face, and he's like, my dad's gonna hear about this. And so Vigo, Yosef Stat, he calls Aurelio and he's like, I heard you struck my son. May I ask why? And then you can kind of feel like the controlled aggression in his voice, which is awesome. And then all Aurelio says is, because he stole John Wick's car, sir, and killed his dog. And then Vigo's like, oh. And then he hangs up. He's like, oh, he screwed up. <laughs> That's all he needed to say was, oh. He understand it. The repercussions that were headed his way. Don't mess with John Wick. All right. So, uh, any part of that you want to fill in for me on uh, summarizing our st- first story? I mean, that was a that was a pretty good summary. Uh, uh, there was a lot of really good flashbacks there with uh, at, at first with his wife, and it just goes. To, that's you don't really see a lot of humanity when it comes to John Wick's character. Yeah. But you really see it on display when it comes to any scene that his wife has mentioned. Or even his friends, Winston, for example, uh, the manager of us later on in, in Britain. That's debatable. Come to come. Yeah. To come. More to come. But um you definitely see a lot of his humanity shine through when when he's talking about his wife. Other than that, he's very stoic, he's an assassin, he's very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is very true to his character there. And then this isn't really filling on the story, but it's just ah, this line, dude. The <laughs> evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. <laughs> noise complaint. Noise complaint. Working again? Nah, just sorting some stuff out. <laughs> Look, yeah, dude. Man, they opened it up. The first fight scene of the movie, like where they just or started out with, hey, here's some action. They fucking packed it in. Action on action for that. Really opened up the what the whole franchise is known by now of gun fu like all over the place yeah absolutely wait 
just the way that that he fights is so freaking awesome and like the little details man the reloads it's not like he just has an unlimited amount of ammo like every other action movie yeah. ever he he like tactically reloads he's constantly checking um i i love that man they 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 almost had it like it, they made it comedic to a point of just like oh i got to reload my gun again before i can get kill this bad guy yeah a little bit of uh that's a little bit of a foreshadowing here but they're not just shallow but uh jumping ahead a little bit uh i think it was movie three okay uh where <laughs> he he's like running away and he goes to like this museum with a whole bunch of old guns yeah. and he like breaks apart like two guns and he sits there like putting it together for a minute just to fire one bullet <laughs> <laughs> That was very comedic. I really love that. that. Like, all that suspense. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he did a pretty good job uh, kind of summarizing that movie. Uh, there there was... You get a lot of John's character, and, and I kind of compare this a little bit to, to Joker mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight. So there's this one scene where Joker has this huge sum of money, and he sets it on fire. Right. So John does exactly that. Yeah, to, to Vigo's cash. Yeah, at the there. He doesn't keep it. He just sets it on fire. Yep. He didn't need it. He's just drawing him out. And on a mission. And you can, and this is, this goes to show John's character. He, everything is about the mission for him. He doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care about the distractions. He's just very focused on whatever the task is at. He doesn't want to be killing. Yeah. Dude just wants to go retire on the beach with his dog, you know? Some focus rampage there. Uh, two questions for you. What's the difference, do you think, because you've seen Game of Thrones, right? What, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's the difference in your mind between Theon Greyjoy slash Reek uh, and Yosef from John Wick? Dude, that's such a good point. They're kind of the same character, right? Like, the the difference I can see, of course, the era that they're living in or the environment and stuff, but the accent. They just switch up some accent, their kind of deal. I understand that, but the I, portrayal, I, yeah, the portrayal. I don't want to see that actor get stuck in the yeah, the kind of twisty coward. I'm important because my dad's important. Type yeah. thing. Yep, that's exactly how it played out. So it it both just came off. I was like, he's just a whiny kid, but I mean that. Granted, that that's what the character is. Yeah, that's what the character was about. Maybe it's just bad luck that he got cast in Samuel twice. Yeah, just different accents. Uh, and then second question, starting this out, is there anybody that you think that you could have casted in place of John for John Wick? <laughs> no, no. Do you think that Keanu was good for this one? Yeah, like I, I really can't imagine anybody else. No. Maybe, uh, what's his name? Uh, Craig, yeah, play James Bond. Uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, yeah, yeah, maybe. But then I, I, I think it'd be too James Bond for that. Too, problem. yeah, he'd be very, very, uh, too, too close. Yeah. I just thought about that, and I was like, this is what Keanu right now, he, he's transitioned to is the Wickedverse. Yeah, the the brutality behind it, I think, is. Very well portrayed by Keanu. Mm. Yeah. I, I love it. I don't think I could cast anybody else in the place of that. And so I'm curious to see where they take it without him. What? Uh, they're going without him? 
Well, the ballerina spinoff um, is assumedly like the somebody's taking the name to for for that take oh. the lead because I uh, I actually was reading an interview that the director had for this and he was talking about yeah you can you can survive all this John Wick can survive all this but you know this dude's not having a fucking good day at the end of this he is fucked every direction he turns because of the enemies he's made and yeah. the people that have a target on his back kind of deal like uh, do you think Keanu could be playing that for another 10 movies I mean I don't I don't know about 10 movies because the the when they first made this movie they had no idea how big it was going to be they had no idea and so uh that kind of tells as well I would say in the story um ish the from the first one he gets a new dog and he's like kind of coming to peace it seems like but then they open up the second one cut psych don't forget about his car, bitch. He's got to get his car back. Was it the Mustang Boss 429? I might. That's my life. Kill a person for that car. That is my dream car. It, uh, if I do absolutely recall, it is a 1969 Ford Mustang Boss. I think so. I, I do. And all I want to put on my license plate was nice. <laughs> With a whole bunch of E's. Nice. Um... So, since we're talking about the second one, we can go ahead and that. summarize that guy. Cool. Hit me with it. So, all right. You ready? The feeling. It's the feeling. Car revving up there. Retired super assassin John Wick plans to resume a quiet civilian life and cut short when Italian gangster San Antonio D'Antonio shows up. What a freaking italian name what a name yeah i didn't you know d'antonio d'antonio would you like a pizza with that oh boy oh my goodness <laughs> a french fry that's french <laughs> we don't know over here in america all them europe countries i'm saying <laughs> Tino D'Antonio shows up to his doorstep with a gold marker, compelling him to repay past favors. Led by Winston, kingpin of a secret assassin society. Say that. <laughs> Jeez, dude. The Continental, to respect the organization's ancient code, Wilk reluctantly accepts the assignment to travel to Rome and take out D'Antonio's sister, the listless capo atop the Italian. Camorra Crime Syndicate. Friends? Yeah. Crimson. Crime Syndicate? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Crime Syndicate. That's good. I thought that looked funny to me. I was like, what a weird name. What's a Crime Syndicate? Yeah. What a weird name. Uh, <laughs> there's Crims and there's Crips. <laughs> yeah. So this one I thought was awesome. They uh, introduced Common and he, he rivaled John Wick pretty well common he was the black man that was uh uh the sister was the cassian cassian yep he uh his ward was john wick's target yeah and so uh now he's coming after john wick i thought that that was really good they had somebody that rivaled him more so yeah uh you did a pretty good job of that um uh, you had a really 
great scene there where they're wrestling and then they end up going through the window. Yeah. And then they land in the Continental Hotel and then the... Man- no, they're, they're still in Rome. That wasn't co- the Continental. Well, the Continental in Rome. I'm sure it probably had a different name. That would be a little on the nose. That's all I call called Continental. Is it? That is terrible way to con- as conceal yourself from the outside eye. An assassin franchise. Yeah, exactly. If you just name them all, it's like, oh, I'm just going to head up the Continental. <laughs> you know what goes on the- at the Continentals? Well, nothing. I don't know. Because no business is allowed there. True. I I guess you got me. Whatever. I'm sure it's very nice then. Um, yeah. And there was a little bit of echoing from the first one, which is why I said it was almost like a copy paste of the first one. Yeah. And so you see with Abram, um, who is the bad guy here who has John's car, uh, he says, John Wick is a man of focus, commitment, and sheer fucking will. And in the first, first episode here, um, Vigo says something remarkably similar. And then he also tells a story about John Wick killing three dudes. Yeah. With a pencil. They, uh, the, the two, they're actually related. They were in the same. Yeah. That's not just the same crim syndicate. Crimson. <laughs> yeah. The Russian crim syndicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, dude, that, that scene, man, where John drives his car back home. Puttering. <laughs> so like pulls it in and then he calls Aurelia over. He's like, Can you fix it? Aurelia's like, Well, engine's falling out. The whole thing's destroyed. The axles are bent. This and that and this and that. Yeah, I could fix it. <laughs> Fucking iconic car. I still can't get past it in my dreams. Pretty good recap. A couple more scenes that I do want to talk about, though. Yeah. Hit me with uh, I loved, I absolutely loved when John goes to the Continental there. And he's asking for a gun, and, and he asked for a tasting. And then the way that they're describing guns is like they're describing wine. Fun. And I thought that was freaking awesome. <laughs> I just I just loved everything. I was very kind of James yeah. Bond-esque. All right, so here I am. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think that this was quite the co- cookie-cutter movie from the first one to the second one. Okay. I think this one, they... They put their foot to the floor from the get-go because it was instantly fight scene. Opening scene was fight kind of thing. Um, They really changed the pace for it, really setting the bar high, but the story, I suppose I could say, was lacking. That Yeah, that, that's where it was of, oh, he, he gets called back into the world because some he has an IO wound to somebody. Yeah. But then he the the he he ends up he make he gets his hit, he kills the leader, and it then it becomes oh, all right, well everybody's got their target on John Wick. Yeah. Because it it, it was a little bit of cookie cutter that they put a bounty on John Wick's head kind of thing but they really stepped it up and crossed some lines here Mm -hmm. where you don't conduct business on the continental and that's what happened in this second one here is he conducted business on the continental he's all business and he put that man down like it was nothing because that guy blew up his house secondly how did the dog survive the house being grown yet the dog had to have been there the dog like outside pooping 
I like wasn't something outside. I don't. I guess I didn't pay that close attention to it. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I think the dog was outside. You would probably know, being a, a dog trainer, professional dog trainer. I, I, my dogs have a doggy door, and that's all I need. My dogs have a doorbell. <laughs> okay, my dogs are civilized. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> All right, so that was um, the the second one again for me wasn't rated as highly. Seems like it for you. You really, this might have been overdone by by a touch, but you really do get to see the influence and the power of the Continental. And the one scene after John kills Santino D'Antonio, yeah, and Winston meets up with John at the park or whatever that was, and he's like. Yeah, you're going to be excommunicated here in an hour. Excommunicado. And then he, like, calls or something he says now. And everybody in that park freaking freezes. Yeah. And then you can see how John is, like, running away from everybody trying to steep all the assassins. Mm -hmm. But then random people in the street that you think are innocent, homeless people, like, mothers taking care of their babies are, like, looking up over at him running. Right. They're assassins, too. Yeah. how many assassins are there? Well, are they? I suppose they could be under the Continental, but Continental is also under the High Table. That's the truth. All of it, which I'm interested to learn more about. I hope they dive more into it to just see the full reach that they have. And that's a great segue into the the third movie there, because they sent a whole bunch of. We got a little bit more info on the High Table, and uh, John also got to ba- battle quite a few High Table assassins. It does transition very well into the third one because that's the, if you've catching on to the theme of it, the second one picked up right from the first one. He went to retrieve his car and then the second one uh, will leave off right where the third one's picking up with John Wick on the run after he's excommunicado. And so everybody's after him. Want a summary of that? I got you. After gunning down a member of the High Table, the shadowy International Assassin's Guild, legendary hitman John Wick finds himself stripped of the organization's protective services. Now stuck with a $14 million bounty on his head, Wick must fight his way through the streets of New York as he becomes the target of the world's most ruthless killers. Gotta ask... I've practiced a lot in the mirror. Walked. I mean, that's obvious. (laughs) Did you write that yourself, or is that, like, from Wikipedia? Uh, Those three are actually from Rotten Tomatoes. I think a lot of my, you know what, a good breakdown. I watched this. I want to be able to spit some facts of these movies. That works for me. Um, And just like how uh, John Wick's movies grossed, double what the previous ones did so far and then doubled doubled so did his bounty i'm pretty sure the first bounty was like two or three million dollars the second bounty was like seven million it did then the third bounty was 14 million they're tying that in i think they're tying that into the movies it'd be a little bit there tricky tricky sons of bitches but that's that's kind of my issue with a movie like this when you make john wick to be such a freaking badass that nobody can take him down Mm mm-hmm at a certain point, there there comes a time where there's only so much more you can do. So already we have the whole assassin world turning against John Wick. 
where can we go from here? I wouldn't say untouchable, but he, uh, unkillable for fuck sure. Yeah. He, because, uh, this one, I, I love this one because we saw a lot of the fight scenes on the move. John wakes on a horse. He used a horse to kill a man. Could not say. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love that scene, man. I, I cannot stand horses, but I laughed at that one. I was like, I laughed out loud. It weaponized that Dude, that, that man can use anything around him as a weapon. Dude, he started off, this one started off, he killed a giant. Okay, the guy was probably like seven foot. He legitimately, so he was an actual professional basketball player. I think he played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Did he? Oh, I had an actual basketball player. Yeah. He uh, was a quite enlarged man, like seven foot, I would say. You could look him up. But he killed him with a, John Wick killed him with a book. That was that was no cool. I don't know if he actually killed him. So what he did, um, I watched the scene a couple times because I learned the morbid things. He jammed the book in his mouth and broke it. His stroke was jaw. Yeah, yeah. So that that's not a good name for that. He so he did that. He broke the jaw and then he set the book on the table, and then he leaned the man's head, the neck, not over that, and then he dropped the elbow on top of his head, breaking his neck. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, and then and then he just went back and filed his book in the library. Was that? <laughs> I just expected there to be a librarian go. There was a librarian. I loved that. Again, they just opened it up and they floor. They just opened it up and flip to the floor. Oh yeah, straight to the idle. Yeah, they. Straight into the action. Lovely. Because then as well, he's trying to make his way through New York and he, what, comes across like four or five assassins kind of thing. And it's just quick segments of him killing each one of them after they just jumped him. Yeah. The sumo wrestler, the violinist. Uh, he killed a man with a pencil. He did. He did indeed. Yeah. Again. Uh, <laughs> lead the pencils away from this man. And we allow pencils in school. What is this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got stabbed by a pencil when I was elementary school. I'm not even going to go in mind. <laughs> uh, so that I I have a good question on that. The do you think that there's any other movies, shows, such that have combat scenes that are on par with this? Like it is broken down to a science and intended to be accurate. And again, John Wick, uh, Keanu Reeves, he did all these himself. So there's a movie that came back or came out um, several years ago. I think it's called Pact of Valor. And that was filmed with yeah. real Navy SEALs. Okay. And I think they used live ammo for a good portion of that bit too. For real? Yeah. And that was filmed. You can see the the room clearing scenes that they filmed. Those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so for, for those that don't know, I was in the military for a little bit. So was Cody. And so... My is fairly keen to, to this type of thing. Mm. If a guy doesn't know his way around a gun, it stands out to me as well as if they don't know how to clear a room. It also stands out to me. They did a great job in Act of Valor. And Keanu Reeves, aside from some trigger discipline issues, uh, that, that dude knows his way around a gun. I mean, for, for an act, he's an actor. He's a celebrity doing this kind of thing. Like, he's not the Navy SEAL, so he doesn't have to do this. No. Life or death, but he does it professionally. They have it so, like, even the barrels, sticking the barrels moving around the corners and stuff. Exactly. They, they took that into consideration. My scenes, my favorite uh, scene for a scientific purpose 
was in the pool. So okay. at the end where uh, he's killed the con, he's he of course has killed the high table and he is now seeking refuge in the continental. Um, the high table sends their assassins after him and one of them tackles John Wick into the pool. Oh, and they're separate. John Wick pushes himself away. Uh-huh. And he fought the, uh, the assassin fires a couple of bullets, two, three bullets. And you see him just take off and then they just fade and fall. Yeah. But then John Wick closes the distance and fires into his neck once or twice. You see the brain matter and everything. Oh, gory, lovely. But that's scientifically how it would work. The bullet would reduce its acceleration, its speed it under the water. But then if you close the distance like that and you just would point blank, it would still be as uh, deadly. Yeah. I mean, I could talk all day about that. I think they did a really, really great job with this. Um, having having John Wick fire through walls, having him the, the way. Uh, one thing that wasn't realistic was the body armor. Yeah, I, to my knowledge, I don't think you can have a suit that thin. Stop Shut them. the fuck up. You don't live in the hitman underworld. You don't know. You don't know. Don't talk about what you don't know. <laughs> That'd be freaking cool, though, if that was real. Right? A suit? I mean, I don't need to, but I'd get one. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would 100% get one. And you better, you better believe I would order a martini. And at the bar, I'll be my first say. Put on the suit. Not gonna have any use for bulletproof. Or just going in looking for trouble. Oh, 100 percent. I'll probably <laughs> find any of this. I'm me, but <laughs> I can look. Uh, secondly, oh no, you go because my my last piece is for the end for the end of this. Sure, you go. Um. Okay. So. This, I feel like the third one took a little bit of a step in terms of brutality. We definitely escalated the brutality a little bit. It it opens up with the um, the job rake, yeah, which was freaking gnarly. And then you also get one where the you get a whole bunch of dudes attacking John, and and he's they're in that little gallery type of thing. You know, I don't want to call it. And he's breaking glass, grabbing knives, grabbing axes and stuff, like jamming freaking knives and axes through people's skulls. Oh, when he's still on the run? Yeah, when he's still on the run at the start there. The throwing axe, he, yeah. So that was pretty freaking cool. Um, You definitely got a little bit of a uptick in the brutality there. Every scene with a dog, man. That's a little trait dog. <laughs> Horses kind of stand out to me. I, I loved it because I... Also love well-trained dogs. Yeah. Love your dogs. Uh, but then as well, it was a pity. A Bruno's pity. Beloved, it's... You know they put bacon grease on Keanu's face? Did so they? The dog would lick it. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. He just looked naturally shiny. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. You can... <laughs> we can see it in the dog's eyes, though. Like, when they smell bacon grease, their eyes get, like, wide open. They're like, oh, man, I got to get me some of that stuff. <laughs> Did they have to put extra in his contract to get that? See, I mean, I doubt it. That's John Wick's. That's Keanu Reeves' dog, too, isn't it? It's, I believe it is. Yeah, that's cool. That is, that is his dog. And, like, the, okay, one thing that wasn't realistic, though, was when he would tell the dog to sit and stay, mm-hmm. and then he completely walked out and ignored the dog. That's not a, that's not a real thing, unless you have, like, a very, very well-trained hunting dog. <laughs> that's nuts. Anyways, too much in the dog training world. 
if I was Keanu, I'd probably pay for that treatment. Oh, 100%. Okay. Speaking of well-trained dogs. Okay. The Belgian Malinois. Oh, yes. Yes. I love I loved those scenes, man. Uh, with uh, when Holly Berry steps in. What's her character's name? Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. So she was the manager of the Moroccan Continental. And uh, she had this one with it. You're saying Continental. I think they're all called the Continental, man. All right. We're, we're committing to it. Continentals. International Continentals. I might be. Uh, probably am. <laughs> Anyways, um, she's the manager over there. She has this freaking sweet Belgian Malinois. And, like, I love how their scenes. Uh, so when they go they, when they go to talk. I don't know his name. It is a boss thing. Barada. Okay. So so him and John, they go over to Barada to go and, because John's trying to seek an audience with somebody who's above the table, okay. the elder. Um, that way he can get his rights reinstated. He's no longer excommunicated, so he can continue to survive and remember his wife. Has to sacrifice his finger. Exactly. Um, so in that scene with Barada, um, the dude that mints the coins for the assassins. Wow. Um, I love that, man. So uh, the he was like, yeah, I'm going to take one of your dogs as payment for this information that I gave you. And then Sophia's like, how about no? <laughs> and he's just he shot the dog. He hit the dog. Good sure. And then the dog goes and freaking bites the nuts off the guy. It <laughs> did. And then she shot him again. Yeah. It sucks to suck, man. Yeah. That's a bad day. You you ain't just taking people's fucking dogs. Oh, man. The third one was superb. We did get to see a bit more into his back we did. story of like where he came from and whatnot. It was more of like the Russian side the Crim Syndicate of like about the kind of setting who criticism that you're committing. I'm commit. Okay, okay. Uh, the upper, the upbringing that they have, like orphans that are trained to become assassins. You see the men there wrestling. You see the women being uh, practicing ballet. At the women practice. So, what do you think, John Wick did? Do you think he knows how to dance? John Wick did everything. You know some some ballet. He did it everything if he if he sits there and is able to drive like that ride a horse like that put together a gun like that uh he seems like he can live on his own i'm i would not put it past him that he took ballet but yeah do him kid pure what all right so in the third one we saw a number of the hitman clans that were running around in this because the high table sent some nasty ninjas nasty some nasty sushi chefs the sushi chef and his nasty ninjas were after john wick they were uh tasked with with bringing him down we saw them we saw the people that go through the new york continental i gotta say real quick about the sushi chefs yeah that motorcycle scene though well I mean, not realistic whatsoever, but I loved every second of it. Like, on the road attacks, that was fucking great. The The way that they, they filmed this one with uh, on-the-move fight scenes, plus the fight scenes, including the dogs and how well they were trained, they they knocked it out of the park. They really raised the mistakes on this movie. So, fun fact on that motorcycle, uh, on that motorcycle fight scene, 
It was actually a you shock on mar- motorcycles, aren't you? I am. You, they ride. Uh, occasionally I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> Um, every chance that I do, just enough. <laughs> that's that's a lot of dabbling. It's it's definitely an addiction. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, me and Cody are kind of twinsies when it comes to helmets. Uh, he's got a sick Wassler Carnage. We're rocking the HJC. Mine's is an 11. Is yours an 11? Mine's an 11. HJC 11's uh, the Carnage for me and the Anti-Venoms for Michael. Yeah. Very expensive helmet. 100%. We'll talk bikes later. Yeah. That's an after dark type of thing. Yeah. But anyways, that that motorcycle sh- scene was actually a shot-for-shot shot remake of a popular Korean film called The Villains. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Back. It, um, what, when did The Villainous? I don't know anything at all about The Villainous. All I know is that it was a shot-for-shot shot remake. And it's, uh, so Rotten Tomatoes described it as a very, as a hyper-violent revenge movie with fight scenes to die for, which is very John. I thought you were reading John Wick for me right there. Yeah. That would be very interesting. More to dive in. If you guys have watched The Villainess or know anything about that, hit us up in the comments. Let us know if it's good. Yeah. Let us know if we should review it. Uh, anyways, back to my question, you fucker. Yeah, sorry. Hit <laughs> me with it. Which clan you rolling with? Uh, are you one of the regulars that are coming in and out of the Continental there in New York? Okay. Are you rolling with Fishburn there in the Bowery? In the Bowery King. The Bowery King. Or do you think you could pass in the Ninja Clan? Dude, Fruit Ninja all the way, man. Fruit Ninja? Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> I'm hungry right now. <laughs> so, that sounds really good. That's probably swaying my decision. But <laughs> that hit the spot. I, I might go with the Bowery King. Bowery King? Okay. I might roll with with uh, Mr. Fishburne there. Okay, okay. What's the reason why? Because, I mean, you got the fruit ninjas, they got the delicious food, they got motorcycles, they got swords. Man, the chef, he sounds like such a cool dude. He, he's he's like, such a chill guy. He's like, those good, those good things. <laughs> I'm such a huge fan. <laughs> Was, I've heard a lot about you, and I have not been disappointed. I can laugh it. It was great. Hey. Uh, and no, I'm going to go with Bowery. Uh, what's his face? He he plays TikTok man in the movie where he's like TikTok, Mister Wick, TikTok. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? He's Wick. Yeah, TikTok, Mister Wick. Jason Matsukas. He he's been in a number of things. Big Mouse. Oh, okay. He he said name sounded. He's TikTok man. He's got a very nice watch. He lives in the with the Bowery's clan. Uh, they're all the homeless people. I got you. In the first one, he's like TikTok, Mister Rick. TikTok is familiar. He was not only was he in Big Mouth, but he was actually in. I think it was like the Last Man Alive, mm-hmm. or like this kind of dumb, hilarious show, The League. The League. That's played is fucking hilarious. I love this guy. I love hanging out with Rick. To hang out with him because he's hilarious. But then as well, it just is like, you, you really think about it. You, they are like the most invisible hitmans. Yeah. Most invisible hitmen. Uh, besides the ninjas rolling around because they were in the shadows. These people are in plain sight. Exactly. For the college to be crazy. Yeah. To be homeless. Yeah. And you know, they're making bank because they're not living on anything. Yeah. So. 
That's who I'm going to roll with. Last piece. Where do you think about where we left off with chapter three, Parabellum here, where Ian McShane turns on Keanu Reeves and shoots him down. Keanu Reeves jumps off the roof. How many stories was that? That fucking fall? And it, he's li- he's living? Because you know what? Ain't no way, my man. Ain't no ass and ass having assassins making that fall and then to come out and be like, I need my revenge. That was, that was a vegetable, dude. That was so good. Okay. You're penalized and a vegetable. So I'm sure we could have this whole discussion on. So he's the, I think Winston knew that John was going to survive because it's John, dude. I, I think so. Um, I mean, if you look at where Winston shot John, he shot him in the, where all the protected areas. So I don't think a single bullet went through because it hit his suit. Um, Do you think that Winston's uh, trained in hitman profession? Oh, absolutely. Like, he's a manager. He knows how to handle you know? his guns. Yeah. 100%. As he didn't do any of the fighting when, when the high table came in. No, he didn't. But uh, he also probably knows that he's not as good as John, and John's going to take care of it. I guess. But I, I think that Winston was in cahoots a little bit there with uh, with the Bowery King, because how else would the Bowery King have known that John was about to fall? And rescued him just in time to save him from the adjudicator finding finding out where he's at. So I'm thinking they're in cahoots a little bit. And remember earlier how how I was talking about badass scenes where John, uh, where Keanu basically basically says like one or two like words, my hands. Or in this scene where a very clean Lawrence Fishburne where Bowery King's like, "Are you pissed off, John?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> And that's like, dude, that they just set up the plot for the fourth movie right there. Because they needed to say it was one word from John Wick. Dude, if John Wick lives, there's go- there's got to be another movie. That's basically how I'm summarizing yeah. this down to. So that, thank you so much, Michael. That leads us into a very good point for chapter four. We're going to watch the trailer after this, you and I. But what we know so far for that, let me hit you with a couple of facts. Spit some facts for chapter four. Uh, they've brought on new writers. They've got the original writer. Excellent idea. But then they also brought in more that have worked on the Army of Dead, Predators, and Hitman Agent 47. All great movies. Great movies. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. As long as Keanu Reeves is still in it, mm. I... I'm willing to put money. Of course. That is going to be fantastic. Yeah, of course. They, they've they got everybody, uh, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great career. Excellent. Same director. All of that. They just brought in more writers, so hopefully um, they can as well. I do wish, though, Willem Dafoe's character, he was in the first. He was. He was in the first movie. Very odd. He was very odd, but I I do love Willem Dafoe. He ain't coming back, though. He killed him. Well, he's dead. Yeah. yeah you can't, can't come back. Wish. Wish. Uh, so then, Viva Empire, uh, the director for this, for John Wick, he says, if you took the good, the bad, and the ugly, crossed it with Zatoichi? What? Ain't no way I got that right. Zatoichi? Okay, Crib. <laughs> yeah. If you took the good, the bad, and the ugly, crossed it with Zatoichi? I'm not seeing that one. This is a twitching. I don't. Yeah, not not quite sure. Very interesting. 
but then you throw in some Greek mythology, you'd probably end up with something close to this. That is very... I am. Yeah. I'm very curious to see where they, they can take that. Though Zatoichi is a fictional character created by Japanese novelist An Shinozawa. Okay, I can dig it because that's always about honor and redemption and yeah. revenge. That's true. Those oh. huge pillars of uh, the Japanese Bovire. Huge pillars of Kion. Yeah. And that does show as in the genre character, sure. All right. Moving forward, there's going to also be some spinoffs here. We've got one. This is going to be a cinematic spinoff called The Ballerina. I'm excited for that. You are? You know why I'm so excited for Tell me. Anas de Armas. Yeah? Honestly. All right. So in this one, uh, via Collider, the new protagonist, via Collider, the new protagonist will follow John Wick's footsteps, further expanding the complex mythology of his criminal underworld and potentially further elaborating on John Wick's himself's mysterious past. So we might get to see a little bit more there. That's what I'm interested in. I want to I want to see what makes John Wick tick. I want to see more of his backstory there. We got we got a little credits on on the third movie. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious where that one lands, if it's before, before, before after the fourth. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Ian McShane, who plays Winston, and Keanu Reeves, John Winston, they're, they're both reprising their roles in this spinoff. Good. I Here. love that actor. He did a great, great job. Second spinoff. Uh, this was announced in actually 2018. I... Uh, it's been so long for me, I completely forgot about it. But it's act, it's supposed to be coming out this year. Uh, it, it is called Continental. It is a TV series. Was for stars uh, when when the they were bought out, but now it has since moved to Peacock, so it will be through them. Okay. Uh, and this will take place in 1975, following a young Winston. So I'd be very interested to see that. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Winston as a character. Um, I really think that there's a lot more behind that character than what was seen on the show. Yeah, we'll definitely have a lot more to unpack this year as that that uh, comes closer because there's still still isn't a date. It just says set to permain later this year. Lastly, did you know that there was already a video game out for John Wick? I did not. It it's an indie game. Okay. Uh John Wick Hex. Haven't played it, haven't heard anything about it as well. But Lionsgate, um, who oversees John Wick, they just green light they they had a recent conversation to greenlit a to begin the production of a triple A game <laughs> for the John Wick It's on Nintendo Switch. Interesting. I'm gonna. I got a switch. I'm gonna be picking up here. You gotta go be playing that. Nice. Download it. Yeah. Give it a shot. Let us hear about that. Um. So I I'll be very curious about this AAA game because they're working on a Matrix one where they're using the Unreal Engine five. Right. Gene. Yeah. 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 So I if they can uh use that for some John Wick, that's going to be game changer. Yeah. 
Unreal Engine 5 is pretty freaking unreal. <laughs> Those graphics, man. Oh, that'd this, be good. Yeah, I I look forward to that, but uh, we're very early stages of this right now. Lastly, I was talking to you earlier. You haven't seen nobody. I've not. You have not Apparently, seen Yeah, you were telling me that that's in the uh, Wikiverse. We started watching the trailer for it. Let's watch the trailer after we watch chapter four there. Um, so that way you can understand as well, because this is part of Wikiverse. It has the same writer, same director, and the man takes on a Russian mob boss. Like, that's John Wick again. Hundred thing. So, uh, they, they're in the same universe. It's got the same stunts and everything. You can tell it from the special, uh, when he has an empty click, clip in his gun and he whips it out and then reloads so which is signatures that's very freaking hard to do yeah as signatures to the movie yeah there so that that's actually in the same universe yeah i'm that that's the you've got to be the fourth person i've talked to like this week that wasn't aware of that i'm gonna have to watch nobody it's also a phenomenal movie very good no i'm i no doubt about that for sure um I do have a little bit of a fun fact here. Uh, fun fact me. There's one scene um, when John Wick was preparing for all of the high tables assassins to come in. And he goes in, up to Winston. Winston's like, what do you need? He's like, guns. Lots of guns. That was actually a direct quote from Neo in the Matrix. Was it? Guns, lots of guns. Guns, lots of guns. You know, I'm not going to give that one to you because they, Neo and John Wick both have so very few lines in their movies. That's true. And I'm not going to give that. It's kind of a trait, though, of, of Keanu Reeves' character so far. That's really toxic. That's, that's Keanu. That is Keanu. But also, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Or bogus adventure, yeah. or any of, or uh, face the music. Have you seen any of those? Um, is earlier. By the way, the scariest movie I think I've ever seen in my life is from Keanu Reeves. Was it Knock Knock? Knock Knock. It's called. Look it up for us. I I don't think I played it. Yet. My scariest movie. Knock Knock. No, Knock Knock is a incredibly realistic. And this is not going to be one that's terrifying for the ladies. Very, very terrifying for us guys. Watch it and then tell me it's not terrifying. All right, you you got it. I will watch it. I'll watch it twice and tell you it's not terrifying. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Nobody spoil it for me. Uh, we'll come back and, and review that. Uh, I think that wraps it up for me. For John Wick in the Wikiverse, you good on that? Oh, I'm, I mean, I could talk Wikiverse all day. Let Let's try to keep this under. I'm not keeping this, yeah. Let's keep it under an hour and call him good where we're at. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Let us know what we're doing. Uh, let us know what we should be doing next. That's my guy in the chair over there, Michael. I'm also in a chair here. A walking chair. Yeah.
This has been NBC Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell Grandma. We're dropping new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. Let us hear what we should do next down in the comments. Numere, you dorks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>